This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. I want to kick today's episode off by just saying what an interesting time it is right now to be a business owner. There's definitely a lot of hardship going on and there's also a lot of opportunity uh, that's floating about right now. I'm just really excited to see how people rally through this, to be honest, and and to see the mindset of business owners once the dust settles. I I really think that right now... um, a lot of us have realized how poorly we were running our businesses uh, and, and that's that's kind of the opportunity that I'm talking about, you know, in my eyes um, and I know this has happened with my business as well but and I'm, I'm sure that everybody's in the same situation is we're starting to see how poorly um, our business was run um, and, you know, whatever level of poorness that is, uh, you know, that's going to uh, be a vary from each individual. Um, we're also going to see the mistakes that we made um, but we also have the biggest opportunity, um, which is to rectify that right now and to start working on that right now. So whether that's a pivot that you're making right now where you have to start, you know, you're forced to scramble and you're forced to make that pivot um, and, you know, um, start delivering your service in another way and innovate, and, and which is great. Um, or, you know, you're pretty cool, calm and collected and you can really just start um, looking at those holes and implementing things, you know, slowly and, and you know, then starting to really get on the offense. Uh, but either way you look at it, it's a really interesting time. And I think the way you look at it, it will determine what the outcome is for you in a couple of months' time. But today's episode is the second of four uh, within our Steel on the Walls mini-series. And I, I sit down with um, gym owner Jamie Smith, who you know I, I've been talking to quite a lot probably over the last six months. We kind of bounce a lot off each other and, and chat you know over Instagram and, and catch up a few times, get the odd stake, um, which you know it's always good, especially um, you know me and Jamie are, are, are similar of age and, and it's good to kind of see someone else really um, striving to be their best. And, and it's always great when we all connect with other people in the industry. But when... Um, the coronavirus struck. Obviously, I have a, a view um, that it's not the the problem. Isn't the coronavirus? The problem is how we're running our businesses and that we're not set up. We don't have the right defensive structure in. Um, and and usually it's the defensive structure that actually allows for um, the offensive flow. You know, if you have a great defense, um, that means you know you have the freedom to be cre- creative, um, and that's really where the most of our innovation comes from and business growth comes from. Um, and you know, J- this is Jamie's second episode uh, on the podcast, and the first one we did um, got a lot of great feedback. So he was someone that I wanted to look to um, and, and talk about. You know, he's obviously got a lot of experience running a business, but he's, you know, I think where Melbourne Strength Culture really comes into its own is obviously the culture they build there, uh, and I've seen it firsthand. Um, you know, from a, from the employees that he has, the guys down there are great to the to every single member, um, to the people that follow them. Um, it really seems that they're doing something extremely right when it comes to building culture and their branding. Um, and, and Jamie's had someone that I have a heap of time for and a lot of respect for as well. Um, but in today's episode, we discuss the importance of culture and it's and 
in a successful business. Um, and I, I, to me, I think culture is like an extension of branding. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things I really love about this episode is the raw honesty from Jamie as he shares um, shares all on how his gym is and community is going. And me and him actually, we have, uh, you know, a conversation about how we're both pivoting and, and adapting and, and dealing with the current circumstances. Um, but, we you know, we really do take a deep um, dive into the role of culture and, you know, the role it's playing in, you know, uh, the community, his gym, his team um, throughout the the you know the coronavirus crisis and and what he's you know the role it's playing in in keeping really um, strength culture afloat throughout this period as well and I think that's something that you know even he emphasizes himself it's like it's just you know it's crazy to think that um, you know if if he hadn't have taken that route that you know it would probably be the end um, you know initially myself and Jamie give an insight as I said into how we're you know the the different dynamics and the the pivot that we're making with our business strategies but as i said before culture is an expression of branding and i sat down with jordan shallow um, and if you haven't listened to that episode i would go and listen to it before you listen to this one um, and then dive into this one because they don't go they go hand in hand so well initially i was actually you know i wanted to have both jordan and jamie on a podcast together but obviously with social distancing and you know the the laws changing so frequently we decided that we would split them apart but you know a, a lot of these um and, and you know branding and and culture you know they shouldn't be looked at as any any one less than the other um they're both foundations that you know ex, uh, are kind of bi-directional from each other that underpin a successful business and you know we, we myself and jamie talk about um how strength culture have built the current culture that they have and how they continue to do this throughout um this time and and you know uh, you know how they plan to do it in the future as well so you know the key takeaways from this especially from a business owner's perspective is um you you're literally going to learn how to directly adapt in today's situation and that's something that i want to reiterate is that you know today this episode will teach you how to adapt and it will show you the role that branding and culture plays in that um and it's also going to show you the importance of having your foundations um, and setting these foundations and give you a long-term solution to look beyond the coronavirus and and um you know when the dust settles you want to have a long-term solution that both of those actual mechanisms can be worked on right now. The adaptation and the pivot should be worked on right now, but the long-term solution, fixing the holes in your business should be looked at right now. Uh, so a yeah, really, really great episode coming up for you guys. Um, before we get into that, I just want to say that we're extending a handout at the moment um, for business owners. We're, we're offering free business training uh, and education uh, for free right now in a Facebook group. So uh, we have nearly 200 business owners in there, which is pretty cool to see that we've done that in, in just a couple of days. But you know, we ran a webinar yesterday on how to grow your community throughout this process. We want to continue to offer education and support for business owners throughout this um, and, and really make sure that you know, as an industry, we come out the other side um, if not um, in the same but in a better place and and, the, and that's going to come from not just teaching you how to adapt through this situation but delivering education that you know is long term you know teaching you the foundations of business cash flow branding um, judgment and data and, and all of these kind of things that um, you know I think get neglected and, and really these are the holes that everyone's faced with right now um, you know we also have a, fr- a heap of free resources on our website 
um, which is elitevitalitymastery.net. Go to the free resources section. Section we have a cash flow system there. Um, you know that, and we plan to add a whole heap of new resources over the next week or so. Um, we just got to get them done for you and and make sure that they they help you in this current situation. Um, and if you head to the link in my bio or Elite Vitality Mastery's bio, um, you'll see the uh, the free the link to enter the free uh, business training group. Um, and as I said, we're doing a whole heap of stuff in there to help you guys get through and also help you educate you on on really what underpins a successful business. Um, so I really hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, I hope the takeaways that you get out of this episode really help you with the hurdles that you're facing during this time. And um, you know, as I said, we're, we're, like a lot of the information that everybody's putting out now, it's like I think now is the perfect time to focus on these foundations. So I hope you enjoy the episode, guys, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. I think like probably the first question to ask is um, how's your culture standing up right now as a, as a gym, as a facility? Well, um, I, firstly, I agree a hundred percent. It's all those, I would very similar pillars uh, that I would say that I have in my business. Um, I would almost put branding and culture together. I think they are very, very similar. Um, they probably both leverage off each other um, more than what post, most people would realize, but, for the most part, yeah, I think cash flow without a doubt. I only really started paying attention to that, say, 12 months ago, uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe 18 months ago. And I didn't really have a system until I read the Profit First book from you. I had a, I had a decent system. I used the Barefoot Investor System for the business, but um, I had kind of modified it a little bit. And then the Profit First thing came in from your recommendation late last year. And, and that's the one that I implemented for the last three months and uh, has a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, good cushion for our business right now, which has been thankful. I've been very thankful for you for that recommendation. Um, are you in, but, uh, just put, are you in Mike's funnel at the moment? <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe I've been deleting so many emails from my fucking <laughs> inbox. I yeah. feel like every single, every single company I've ever signed up for is just pumping me with emails right now. hundred percent. Um, so maybe, I don't know. I actually emailed him though. After two months of the system, I emailed him. I'm like, Hey Mike, uh, this is what you've done for my business. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> honestly, it's probably the, I can honestly say it's the, even for my own business as well. Like just that system in general, man, it's just like, it was a game changer. It is the most influential book I've ever read. And I, I, I bought all of my mentors, the barefoot investor book next cycle. It will be, everyone gets a profit first book. Like yeah, it's, 100%. it's, it's yeah. crazy. Cause it's like, you, you know, and, and right now more than ever, it's like, holy shit. Like, and, yeah. and this is the thing is like, I'm looking right now and I'm like, if I didn't, in, if I didn't implement this system into my business, I don't know where I'd be right now. Like I, I, you know, I could be in some fucking serious trouble and um, yeah, it's a game changing book. We're talking about profit first. If anyone kind of didn't hear that, but it's Mike, Mike McCallowitz, get the book now more than ever rebuild on the other side with profit first and you'll be set. I can guarantee you a hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, how's our business going right now? Uh, we're actually doing all right. We're, we're sitting at about 80% retention, which has been fantastic. We've pivoted everything onto online as quickly as we kept, could. It took about two days for us to get everybody sorted with online programs. Um, we actually, like gyms are shut. I'm expecting at least, at least two months. I'm not planning for four weeks or three weeks, what the government has said now. Um, I think that's a little bit ignorant if you think that it's only going to be three weeks looking at other countries. Um, so we're planning for at least two to three months. Um, so we rented out all of anybody that held their full-time membership with us. We gave them full 
full pick at the gym. So the gym's empty right now. Um, and we got met equipment out to about 35 people, which has been awesome. Um, so they're leasing that off us as like a little bit of an extra like incentive to stay on with us. But for the most part, we've just pushed everything online. We're going, we're going to just go hard in the online space, not just for uh, like our current members, but we're going to be building and popping up a, a couple education streams. Uh, obviously we have the mentorship that's just started. It's funny. The day that the gym closed is the day that that started. I don't know how I picked that date six months ago, but there it is. Um, so that's, that's sort of going to be our base product for online education. And we're just going to pivot off that and, and try to pop up with some smaller, like $50, $75 options on our website that you can purchase a couple, a couple um, lecture series off that and, and learn about certain systems within our, our system as a whole. Cause we know a lot of people are sitting at home and um, there are still coaches that know we'll be up in the, on the other side of this, we'll still be in the industry. So it's no better time to start learning. So we're just trying to just move into an online space as quickly as possible. Um, but as a whole, like we're in a good position right now and it's easy for us to stay that two days in or three days in. Um, we know it's going to get harder as the weeks roll on and the months roll on, but we're pretty confident that we'll be on the other side that in some capacity. Uh, but it is what it is. We've got to deal with it. So yeah, I think, well. um, I think for sure. Like I think everybody has to pivot right now. Like our hands force, like, and I think that's, I was listening, you know, I, I went on a walk before because I was, I was, as I was saying, I was quite frustrated with just some things that were, were going on, but it was like, I actually, and I think I sent you this a couple of months ago, the Elon Musk, um, yeah, work. Yeah, but there's, no, it wasn't even because of that. There was a quote in there that he says, and he goes, "If you exp- if you um, accept the probabilities, um, fear diminishes." Uh, and I think, like right now, that's probably a pretty important message for everyone to understand: is that you know, um, uh, the pivot isn't shouldn't come from a point of fear. The pivot should come from um, opportunity, opportunity and rational and like rationality. Like it's like, cause, cause again, it's like the, the, the reality is, is that the goal of everybody here is just to get to day one of the next fucking, to the, you know, the next fucking sector, right. The next, when, when we're back in action, it's like, that's the goal is like, if I make day one, I've got the skills, I can get back to where I was, but it's like, obviously getting there is the thing that's riddling everyone with fear. So I think it's, it's definitely, you know, um, everybody should be pivoting right now, but make sure. And I think this is another thing as well, like with, with the branding and culture, I think like that almost tells you where you pivot to or what that, that next move is. It's like, without a doubt, it helps guide that for sure. hundred percent. So I think that the, the crazy number that you said is like 80% retention right now. And especially for a facility, um, you know, I know that there would be, um, and we were kind of talking about it before is that there'd be some, some gyms that were lacking things like culture and branding that would be in some pretty tough positions right now. And, and, you know, I don't now wish think that of, upon think anybody. Any big, think about any big chain gym that literally they sign them into contracts. They put them in, they, they just funnel them into these systems that you can't get out of and you treat, there's no added value to be there. Like those guys are going to be hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging cash right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've actually spoke yeah. to a few, and we did uh, uh, consulted with a few of the uh, like like franchise gyms, just kind of reaching out. And um, yeah, it's hard; like it's extremely hard because it's like you know you're working on the back of it's coming from the top, right? So it's like that they nearly every one of them has to listen to the top, which is probably the biggest reason why they're struggling in the first place. Right. So how important is, has culture been for you guys throughout this whole process and, and 
the, what role has it played in obviously getting staying or keeping such a high retention rate in a, in a time like this? Um, the biggest thing for us so far has been that um, people are – it's something that I've tried – so I preempted a lot of this uh, by about two weeks worth of daily emails to our entire list, not just our in-house members, online members, um, uh, a few past people that had left in the past that were still sort of in our community and all that sort of stuff. And I was just doing daily things. And, and I put this in your group, uh, in your Facebook private Facebook group with yeah. your community. I put it in there. I'm like, appeal to your community – hard like that is literally like we can all as a team and it literally is a team for us 130 odd people like if we can if we can all take a small hit to ensure that this community is able to continue moving like let's try that like obviously it's not it's sort of push to like oh keep your membership like don't change your membership it's almost like if you can support us in any capacity right now, you're not just supporting us, the four of us that run this place, you're supporting everybody here and ensuring there is this community back once we can open back up. And it's actually been really, really supportive. And um, the amount of emails, responses that I was getting uh, daily from those sort of things and just like little updates of what we're doing, how we're trying to foresee the changes that will be occurring. Um, it had been really, really good. And, and we hold... Um, we hold our team pretty, pretty high. Like you guys use Ohana as, as family. Um, we just say team, like we are a team uh, and, and we're all in this together and we all want this to survive. People wouldn't be pushing. Um, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've gone. Yeah, you're still there. Um, my internet cable. Hang on, let me, let me jump on my hotspot. Let's see what happens here. Um, What's going on here? Come on, sort me out, internet, sort me out. I still got you. Have you still got me? You still got me? Mine's, yeah, mine's real jumpy. Yeah, all right, cool, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been pushing for that team. Like, the team is our culture, and that's what we're um, hanging our hat on right now and trying to move through this together. Because if everybody, and it's the whole community as a whole at large, like, it's what the Prime Minister's trying to push is, like, we need to be Australian right now. It's, it's not anything other than we all need to work together. Like, you're not staying home for yourself you're staying home for the medical system. You're staying home for the people at risk. You're staying home for uh, the, the sick already, the people with comorbidities and, and compromised immune systems and all that sort of stuff. Like it's got nothing to do with us on an individual level right now. Um, and, and that is reverberating through our walls here at Strength Culture, even with a fucking empty gym, completely empty gym. Like this gym hasn't been this empty since an hour into building it um, four years ago. So uh, we have been pushing for it and it's been fantastic. Uh, as a whole so without a doubt without culture without our sort of branding as as who we are we're a club we're a team and all that sort of stuff we'd be pretty rat shit right now uh particularly yeah. from an, a physical brick and mortar business yeah i, I know we, we we're in the exact same position like um we made a, a pretty big stand probably last year in april to put that first and and make sure that that was the thing that that took us forward and in all honesty i'm, I'm very grateful that we did it because not only does it like it, it, it's not just from a business standpoint, like it just makes things so much more fulfilling. Like, you know, so much it, easier. yeah. Like, and, and just it's, 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 it obviously allows for maximum output when you've got cohesion in the business, but even just like, man, I, I enjoy it. Like it's, it, and it, it, it gives me the guidelines. It tells me what the next move is. It allows me to kind of, um, 
to, it, it actually keeps me in line as well. It's like, you know, if, if I feel like at any point that I'm, I'm moving outside of these lines or these kind of what, what would be best for, you know, the team or, or the family that we call it, it's like it, it allows me to kind of, and, and even in times when I feel like I'm frustrated or I feel like I'm a little bit angry, it's like, yeah, well, like it's not really about you, right? And it's about taking this forward. And I think that's what, you know, I was going to say to you, what, what does culture mean to you guys? Like, what is that? What is, what, it, what creates that culture is like, what do you guys put first? What are some of the things that you do to create that at, at, at strength culture? I think for us, it just starts with um, respect for everybody's individual journey, goal, uh, whatever it is. Like, and, and we, we say like, we have our, our saying is like the gym is its own sort of like, universe in itself and like we're creating i heard this from mark fisher fitness i don't know if you follow mark fisher at all but he's a monster in this sort of realm as well in terms of gyms and business development and just human development in general but he talked about like your gym is like a little ecosystem in itself and and you can create um the qualities that you want to see portrayed in the world within your little ecosystem. It doesn't it doesn't have to be just with a gym it can be with any business at any level whether it's a multi national level corporation or um, like a small gym, even your family, your group of friends, because you are so influenced by the environment. And obviously we have on our wall, one of our quotes, don't expect to soar like an eagle when you surround yourself with turkeys. Um, And that's pretty much everything that we have centered our thing is that everybody's an individual within their own sort of world. But when you come here, we have set qualities and set responsibilities and and respect for everybody at every level to ensure that this thing moves forward. Um, And it's personified or it's it's actually viewable and tangible with like our gym rules. Like we respect the equipment. You clean your shit after you finish, you put it away. Um, We give everybody the open floor to berate anyone that doesn't abide by those rules and and just call people out in front of the whole team. Like it's, it's something that we stand by because when people leave this place and go and train at any other gym and they realize how messy it is, how fucked it is, how there's just nobody smiles or talks to anybody. Then they come back here and they're like, now I see why you guys are like this. It's because this place is so much more than just training for everybody that comes here, anybody that works here, anybody that's seen us, anybody that meets us. Um, it's, this is our ecosystem. This is our universe. And we want this thing to roll the qualities that we instill in everybody. And that's purely just respect at the end of the day. So it's, it's that's holding strong right now. And I know it will hold strong with every, we, we, we made a call that we're going to call every single one of our clients over the last two days. And we've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we chatted to every single person and, and just, you could literally hear that coming through like, no, nah, we'll, we'll get through this. We will do this. It's, it, 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 it's actually in us as strength culture. And we wouldn't have it as culture if it wasn't, if that didn't what we, isn't what we stood by um, to our bones really. So it's been incredible for us so far and i know it will get harder for these people to to stand by us particularly when other jobs and other financial situations get tighter and tighter because of the economic um stress that will enter this country it already is but it's going to get worse um so but we're confident that in some capacity not some capacity in a pretty good capacity we'll be on the other side and, and ready to hit the ground running when i know other gyms and other facilities and other communities just don't have that support um 
And this is something that I've been thinking about. I'm a very competitive person. Uh, I used to be competitive with my physical traits, but now I am competitive in business and I want to, I want to be at the top of Australian strength training. We've got at the start of our uh, podcast intro, like this is the home of Australian strength training. It is our, our company goal um, for all of the members to work towards. Uh, but just know that something that's helping me and it's, it's a little bit like uh, not arrogant, but it, it's a little bit like nobody is getting a head start through this process. Like everybody is suffering together. Like you're not losing time because of this. And if you can be on the other side, the community at a, as a whole in fitness and strength and, and, and health and fitness in Australia, they will be ready to jump back in. And those people that are willing uh, and have their jobs and enter back into the workforce, they will want to go back into gyms, find, find their communities again and all that sort of stuff. So you've just got to hang on because on the other side of this, this fucking dark cloud that is not just our industry, but every industry, like there will be a, a surge and it, it has to be there. What goes down has to come back up. So hang in there because it will come back and, and we all know it will. Yeah. And I think that the, 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 the reality of it is, is that we don't have a choice right now. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it, the, the choice is not whether the choice is you're either in or you're out. Like that's Yeah, but the there's reality. nowhere to leave to. You can't even yeah. go and get another job right now and you won't be able to for a few months. So yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's, that's why it's, it's even more important to start using this as a bit of an opportunity to double down, you know, like what, a, like what a, what a better time. There is no, there is no better time to build your craft. Like, you're going to have more time than ever. And that means that, you know, like books, like study, like courses, like, in, you know, there's, and, and the reality is, is that there's going to be those opportunities out there because people like the, the, there's going to be people that really want to give in this situation. And that's like my advice to anyone is that like, yeah, if you can give in a time where everyone's trying to take, like you, you are going to be an asset to, to, to people. And, and that just means that like, you know, whatever you have to do to, to, to give, right. And that might mean that you copy hit, right. And that's that, that, that selflessness that we were, you were talking about. It's like, well, you know, what can you do right now to, to give and just give unconditionally without thinking of getting anything in return? Because right now you can see it, like everybody's trying to take, right? Like it's like all of a sudden there's like 60 home workouts getting advertised, you know, on your Facebook feed. And it's just like, you know, like I, I get it. It's like, but I don't think that's the opportunity. I think people that's, that's so wrong. Like that's not, that's, that's a short lived game. Like when people see that, like in, in three or four months time, like if you're the person who gave unconditionally and was like self, like you literally just gave and you're like, yeah, like here, here's this or like, you know, you're giving education and you, you know, you're, you're an asset to someone like in three or four months time, that's when it will pay dividends because, and, and this is the other thing is like there's massive market share up for, uh, for grabs at the moment. Like, as I said, everybody's trying to take. So it's like, if you can give right now, that's that's what people are going to remember um and that's what that's yeah. that's like the this is where the the, the shift will happen it'll ha happen in the minds of of the audiences out there not not you know not tomorrow or not not in not in a week's time and definitely not in a week's time but in three or four months time when this does blow over um you know that's that's when you know uh your, your ability to think rationally, you know, put yourself inside, give value in ways that um, nobody else is giving value or, or give it unconditionally. Um, it's going to be yeah. something that stands up. 
What um? I've got a question for you though, because I know you've opened up a um, Facebook, like a free business sort of Facebooky group thing as well. And we've obviously pushed our. We had a private one that we've opened up um, to everybody, and we're just going to be dumping a whole bunch. And it's not just purely educational stuff. I was talking to one of the members who was coming in to pick some stuff up, um, and we're going to use that community almost as like a mental health community as well right now, because we know a lot of people don't really or don't feel comfortable reaching out to a lot of pe- like myself. Probably two years ago, I used to be. Like, one of those people that just bottle things and just keep it inside. And if I was like that now, I know I would be struggling. Mm. Um, so we're going to try and use our community to really open that up. We're going to try and teach people the stoic sort of principles that underpin a lot of our thinking and processing here, particularly the staff at Strength Culture. Um, but I also know that you've opened up your Facebook group and that's something that I think a lot of people are starting to do where you're just going to try and open these things up and just see what happens in the next couple of months. My idea with that from a business standpoint is that, um, and we teach this in our mentorship, but you can think about like tiering your, your services as like price points into your business. And obviously everybody has coaching. Generally someone has like a, a lower, cheaper option. That's either group training or whatever. Um, but most people forget about the bottom layer, which is your free content. It's your Instagram streams, it's your YouTube, your podcasts, your blogs yeah. or whatever the hell you've got. Um, these Facebook groups can become a really good free value offering for a lot of people that if eventually, if you give enough value through this time and if you help them enough, on the other end of it, they will in some capacity start to funnel some financial value back into your business for helping them through here. So what were your plans with that um, Facebook group? So um, there was kind of two things that made me want to do it, right? I think the first thing is like understanding those principles. So like we call it like a value ladder. So it's like at at each step on on kind of like a, if you think like a staircase, right? Each ladder represents um, a different level of, uh, like in terms of tiered pricing. So it's like, but that's yep. more, that's all that's doing is qualifying the people, the each individual. So it's like, think about what you were saying with strength culture, right? It's like, okay, well you have high standards. Now those standards and pe- the people you let into your gym, isn't just anybody. They have to abide by those rules. So that's a, that's a, like if somebody wants to come in and they just want to train and they want to do whatever, like the reality is they're not going to make it past that qualification. So it's like, it's, it's that kind of thing. So it's like, well, we're like, okay, well, there's a massive opportunity right now, but the, the opportunity isn't going to come from taking. So it's like, it's not going, oh, you know, you download, like, for instance, like the thing that really pissed me off was like fucking care packages going out and all this fucking mumbo jumbo from like business coaches. And it was like, it's like, yeah, great. Like stick a bandaid on and make these guys feel okay for yeah. the next week. And it's like, it's just not going to work. And it was like, okay, well, cause like, again, like the whole reason we're doing these podcasts is because like, that's where everyone goes to. Everyone's like, okay, how can I fix my life for the next week? And it's like, you know, we just talked about it. This is not going to go for a week. And it's like, the reality is, is that the reason you're, you're panicking right now is the, is like, is the, it's because you're fucking used to sticking band-aids on things. Like you're not dealing with the root cause of what, uh, or the, the, you know, the root cause of what the problem is. And that's that the business has no steel on the walls. Like you don't have culture. You don't, you don't, you don't have cash flow. You don't, you know, you, you're not, you're not using data points to make decisions. You're intuitively running your business. And it's like, like the reality of that is, is that all of those things lead to disaster. And this coronavirus pandi- pandemic is fucking brought all of these to the, to, to the, to the That's forefront. It. Right. Yeah. It's- all that uncertainty that's been, you've been managing with, 
crappy strategies. Those strategies are no longer there. And all of a sudden it's just bubbling. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like, you know, for us, it's like, okay, well, like it's fucking bullshit. Like it's like the reality is there's not enough support there for business owners. Like, and, and, and again, this is where we kind of come from as a company is like, it's like, yeah, like I, I get that you have to be good at your craft. Um, and that's a foundation as well. Like that's a necessity. You should always be upskilling your craft. And that's, you know, if you're working in strength, if you're working in, um, you know, uh, fucking physique development, whatever it is that you're doing and they all integrate, whatever it yeah. is, it doesn't matter. You should be, you should always work on your craft. But the reality is, is that 95% of the industry don't know how to run a fucking business. Right. And, and that's the, you know, right now, like this is where it's come to the forefront. And it's like, as I said, it's like that we're like these care packages and like going online is not the op like it's, it's the option that you have to take right now, but it's not the savior. It's not your, the opportunity isn't becoming an online coach. Like yeah. that's, that's the band aid. It's the, the vessel. The, 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 the vessel that you decide to take, it doesn't matter. And this is what we talk about. Like strength training is not the outcome. The journey is the destination is one of our other quotes here. Um, the vessel doesn't matter. It's the person that you become. It's the business that you build through the process. And it shouldn't matter if it's a physical gym, an online gym, an app that you sell like a James Smith PT or whatever. The successful businesses and the successful gyms, the successful coaches, mm. they have an underpinning of a value system, understanding of business, finance, and all that sort of stuff. And they could survive in any market. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's, the, yeah. right? it's the same yeah. as we talk about in, in kind of, in, um, you know, from a coaching standpoint and, and it's like, you know, the principles uh, and when you understand them on a deep level, you can integrate them into every fucking everything. It doesn't everything, matter. Yeah. Right. And it's the same in business. It's like, in, and that's what we're trying to teach people with this free group is like, cool. While everyone else is selling this band aid, we're like, cool, like, let's use this to actually bring the industry up, up a standard. And we're just going to, you know, like we're not, we're not kind of going too hard on it yet, but we're going to try push as many people in there as we can and then start doing a heap of content around those four pillars, right? Or like the three pillars, but two of them are kind of integrated, but that's the cash flow. That's the judgment and efficiency. Um, and then yeah. branding and culture. Um, and, and if you get those, like it's not to say that other things aren't important. Like obviously there's advertising, there's many other things, but they almost are a, a byproduct of these initial foundations, like yeah. advertising. I would almost put, mindset as one of them as a standalone like if you don't have like a and i know stoicism is something that's really built up a lot of momentum but once you learn about it fuck me is it applicable in every situation of yeah. life ever like there's a I reason fucking the daily stoic every day man, like it's man it is unreal like um we're, we're lucky we've got a guy called uh, dr peter coleman in house and he's a doctor of philosophy and oh, he really? he He's, yeah, he's been on our podcast a couple of times. He did one on stoicism. He's actually, he's booked himself in every third episode. He's doing it with Charlie. Um, but he's, he's brought in stoic books and, and, and all that sort of stuff and like sends us little snapshots of stoicism. And like, I would, I would underpin all of those, all of your pillars should be underpinned by this foundation of like a, a, a stable mindset and some sort of self-awareness practice because um, that, that's kind of like, so it, it, honestly, man, like that's, that's my one true love. Like that's, that's kind of what, what, you know, for three or four years ago, I, I kind of dove deep into and, and almost like what, uh, I, we teach a lot of the guys initially is like, if I present in the course, it's probably about that. And then, you know, maybe a business topic, but it's kind of like, you know, I, I've got this kind of thing uh, talking about like, there's kind of these, 
you're, talk, you're looking at things like consciousness, metacognition, mindfulness. Those three are, are really the underpinning to all mindset. Like if you want to, mindset gets thrown around like um, as this kind of thing. And it's, it's usually looked at as like strength, but it's like, it's, it's not really about that. Like there's a lot of skill in mindset and it yeah, comes to things like metacognition and, and the skill of mindfulness, like the skill of mindfulness allows you to change your traject- trajectory at any point in time. Like you want to talk about people reacting on fear right now. The answer to that is mindfulness because it allows you to, to stop and to, to actually give yourself a subjective perception of the current situation. And it's like, you know, but you know, this is like, you're, you're definitely right, man. And, and mindset is like the, the thing I always say is there's a small business owner, you're always the limiting factor. Like that's, that's the reality. It's like, if I'm in a yeah. fucking, if, if I'm in a shit place, my business isn't going anywhere. Like, cause I, like at the end of the day, like we don't, we know we're not as small business owners. Usually we pretty hands on, like, you know, we try to, we try to say that we're moving in the other direction. Um, but it doesn't happen. Like, you know, as soon as, you know, things start to, to go wrong, it's usually us in the trenches as well. So it's kind of like, you know, as a small business owner, you're always the limiting factor. And, I actually, you know, I sat down and presented on, on this stuff for the first time in front of our guys and, and I didn't have a name for it. Um, and I actually finished after I went through it. And for me, it's like, you know, consciousness and metacognition allow for mindfulness. Mindfulness actually allows you to think critically without um, beating yourself up. Um, and then, you know, after that comes your, your values and um, your morals and your ethics, because, everybody thinks that's the first piece of the puzzle, but they can be so wrong and skewed if you don't have those. Yeah, without a doubt. Previously. If you don't have some self-awareness around the, yourself, yeah. Exactly. So then the byproduct of that was like, I didn't have a name for this. And I actually finished, um, I finished the, the uh, presentation on Theodore Roosevelt's The Man in the Arena quote. Yep. Um, and so I think that's the most powerful quote and, and kind of talked about it and, and that's what they named it. They named it the arena um, because like this, the mindset and the self-awareness piece is the arena. Like that's, that's where the, that's where it all happened. That's where the battles that's, won a lot. That is the battle. Yeah. This yeah. is all just the projection of what is, yeah. 100%. Winning the battle before the war, you know? And, and it's like, that's kind of, I think um, that's what underpins the, all of this is that, and especially right now, like it's like, you know, this is where your practices should get fucking deeper. Like you should be doing more of it because you've got the time to, and you're going to need it. Like, you know, and, and the challenges and, will be bigger. The, the physical, the, the external yeah. challenges are going to be greater. So you need to stand up. Yeah. But yeah. So like definitely hundred percent agree with that. Um, I was going to ask you before what, what was, um, you know, you obviously went over to the States and did some stuff over there. Um, my recent trip. No, nah, the, the, the the one pre- before that, one. right? Yeah, yeah so, the first one, yeah. And you, you obviously talked a bit about this in the last kind of podcast that we did together um, on culture. And, and obviously that's kind of a big thing over there, especially in college sport and, and, and in that realm. Did that, did that play a role in how you built your culture at Strength Culture? And, and if so, you know, what were some of the motivators or the inspirations? Um, college sport, not specifically, but it is – it is exactly what, um, like it's a very paralleled, uh, environment to what we're trying to build here. Or I, I would not say trying, we are building here. Um, the biggest thing for me was, so it was an internship at Cressy sports performance. I did five Actually, months. That's unpaid. what I was kind of referring to. Yeah. 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 
yeah, it was five months unpaid. Um, I had already built pretty much a six figure personal training business just in a, a small studio in Hampton that was doing really well. Um, mainly just one-on-one, a couple small group stuff and sort of learning my craft. And I just wasn't happy there. It wasn't lighting my fire. It's just, I just knew I wasn't going to be there long term. So I was like, all right, what can I do to sort of quote unquote pivot out of this and try and find something. So I just let it all go. And I went to America in an unpaid internship for five months. And then I did about a one month travel after that. So it was about a six month period where I was just sort of on my own uh, working at the gym. Obviously I found some friends there, but the biggest thing from Cressy sports performance uh, and my time there, it was, it was like an oven for, I felt like I was in an oven of personal development and it wasn't just like my, my hard set skill of um, like on the floor coaching and, and, and all that sort of stuff and queuing and program design and all that sort of shit. Like to me, that stuff's like, it's, it's pretty basic to understand again, once you've got the principles for that. But I just felt like I was in an environment where uh, all of the coaches were trying to push each other to learn new things, uh, upskill, like really good constructive criticism on not just like what you're doing on the gym floor, but you as a person as well. Like, um, uh, I got told I was uh, arrogant and knew too much, but it probably came from a, a, a concept, a, a more of a feeling of insecurity, feeling like I needed to project everything I knew all the yeah. time because yeah. I really felt insecure about being there and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it was like a, it was it was just a growth period for me, and I was a, there was no other option for me but to grow because I was overseas by myself, living with a couple of roommates that I didn't know until like obviously a couple of months in that we really got to know each other and, and became good mates. But um, that is what we from the back end of strength culture that and I I talked about this in my uh, Congress talk this year but um, in terms of anybody that ends up in a managerial position um, or uh, owning a business with employees or or whatever um, the guys at the top they filter down into whatever you have and if your staff members are unhappy I can guarantee you your members are unhappy. And if your staff members are fighting, I can guarantee you that's filtering down into the gym and there's going to be congregations of people within our industry or in our facility, sorry. So I put a big, big influence, and this is how I do my management role as the owner of Strength Culture, is getting the four of us if we're cohesive and working together and trying to become better and being open and honest with each other and all that sort of stuff, that filters into the in our facility as a whole and our whole business now adopts those sort of qualities. And that's what I felt at Cressy. It was like, everybody's just working together. Everybody wants to learn more, do more, be more. Um, There's homework tasks that just don't need to be there, but we all want to get them done so we can communicate and talk about them and all that sort of stuff. So that's what I've been trying to build on the back end here at Strength Culture. It hasn't been until the last 12 months where I've really felt it, but like we're all like Jamie B bought us all books to read. Like we've pretty much started a book club between us. Um, we bounce ideas around. We're, we're really open and honest with each other. Having Peter Coleman, that doctor of philosophy come in on board as well has really challenged our sort of thought process for, for things. And, and as a team, we're all getting better mm. in our own little pockets of development, but that's what I wanted to create. And that filters into the, the company as a whole and the business as a whole. And I think that's, again, why our culture is what our culture is because people feel that people are part of that. And, and once you lose 
sort of that egotistical sort of front thing like oh i don't need to do that oh we don't have to talk about that once you lose that and, and you immerse yourself in those conversations and in that sort of environment you realize how positive it can be and i think that's another thing that um has filtered down in, in quote unquote culture through our business is us on the top, the four staff members. And I'd, I'd throw Dan, our physio, in-house physio in here. He's not a staff member. He's just subcontracts and leased out of the facility, but he's of the exact same mindset, like challenge me, make me better and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's sort of what I've been trying to build here and it will hold us in good stead over the next couple of months, hopefully only three months, but we'll see what happens. Um, and yeah, really, it's paying back dividends now, big time. So I think yeah. that's sort of. Yeah. Well, I think I think it speaks true to what we're trying to we're trying to project here. Right, we're we're trying to get across the point that culture, branding, you know, they're not so they're, they're the same thing. Culture creates branding. Branding creates culture. Branding like creates it's, culture. It's yeah. both they're bi-directional, but it's kind of like, you know, at the end of the day. Um, they almost grow the business for you. Like one, one, and you would have felt this because I know we did. It's like it got to a point where, like you know, we've got our different strategies that we implement, and you know, me and you kind of go back and forth on different things. And but like we both know that in reality, the the real things that are growing our business isn't the little nooks and crannies, the little the little strategies that we're using. It's it's the kind of these foundations. And when you get it right, like, and you set the standard, and people start to you know, that's that cohesion. Uh, within the whole kind of community that once that starts yeah. to pick up it's like it's contagious like you know it's it's like that's the word contagious. Part of it. it's yeah. contagious like you know infectious. Huh? Yeah, infectious. yeah 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 <laughs> and, and but it just builds and you can you can feel because it's like those these these like invisible like these standards right that, that uh, as they're esoteric but they just they they help people uh live above the line and that, uh, that's a quote that i heard I can't remember where I, where I heard it. It might have been, uh, I can't remember, it was in a book somewhere, but it said, you know, making sure that everybody who's a part of your community is living above the line. Um, and I think that's really what culture um, and, and branding as well, or whatever they, you know, they're the same thing. But cult, that's that's really what culture is, is that making sure that you've got these standards that, you know, and that everybody is um, in a line with and, and, create, and is aligned to um, and they, they live above the line. And that's really what stands up in times like this where, you know, where 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 people can push the panic button it's like you know when when you've got a connection with somebody else um and you know especially when it's when it's uh bi-directional between 130 people like it is a you know, strength culture it's like you know you, you've got like you want to look after people like you want to you want to you want to do you want to be selfless for other people like that's compassion at its at its greatest yeah exactly it's um and it will get you through it, it there's no because those qualities aren't uh, they're not tangible. They're not tangible. They're, 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 it's connection. It's 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 above whatever the fuck we're all doing here. Like it's it's nothing to do with my facility, your facility. We're against each other. Like it's another, yeah. It's the quantum field, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's it's what are we actually? Let's let's dive yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, that's a conversation for another day but um yeah. big thanks for coming on man um as i said i think that the take-home message out of this is uh you know culture is king like it's i think it's you know and if you can build culture especially you know what we're trying to put across right now is that you know when we're not trying to sell a band-aid we're trying to give good information that's going to set you up for the next 10 years not the next two weeks so culture is a massive part of that and i know that we've reaped the rewards from it but we've also i mean i enjoy it like it's the one thing that i enjoy doing like went to bali 
in December and wrote fucking 20,000 words in like four days about it, just on everything that we wanted for the year with our business. And um, I know that for me, it's the most fulfilling thing about business. I don't know if you it would be too. Yeah, without a doubt. The community at large is what we're actually building. It's just the, the vessel is strength training for the time being. Yeah. Who knows what the next vessel will be? Some, some other form of development. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to find people that assimilate with us and, and build a bigger team. Awesome, mate. Thanks for coming on. No, no worries at all. Thank you for having me.